everyone. Welcome to the Bonafide Legal Podcast. I'm your host, Florence Brummer. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast for attorneys and business owners that helps you with time management and lifestyle tips. I've lived in Phoenix since 1999, and I've been a lawyer since 1999. Before that, I lived in Chicago and was born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. I've been a lawyer, like I said, for 22 years now, and throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. Thank you for joining me on this journey and finding grace and contentment in whatever work that you're doing. This um, podcast, I wanted to talk about the summer and what I have been doing and maybe some tips that can help um, the listeners, you know, just kind of organize their summers. Um, let me see what has been happening. So I, as I record this, it's a little bit short. I've been recording every two weeks and this is Thursday, July 8th. And usually I would record on the weekend, but I'm actually going to Flagstaff for a few days and I'll talk about that as part of my summer schedule. But I wanted to talk about the 4th of July a little bit. I don't know about you, but the 4th of July to me this year was glorious. I had never been looking forward to a weekend as much as I was on July 4th. The way it fell, it made it such like a nice long weekend where so many people were traveling or they took their vacations during that time. And I was still really busy and I had staff on vacation as well. So I had one staff member go on vacation from it was like June 28th to July 1st. And then my other staff member was July 1st and she's still on vacation. So there was a tiny bit of overlap. Um, but I thought, well, it's doable because it was like one day of overlap and it was right as we were approaching the July 4th weekend. Um, but it, like my phone like really, really quieted down. There was little spurts of activity where I think people were off of work so they were trying to get stuff done but it wasn't my usual schedule and my emails were pretty good the last week of June um, the only thing that was like kind of stinky was that it it's you know billing at the end of the month so I was doing my work I had staff gone it was billing it just kind of was a lot but definitely um felt like people were in a holiday mood and a lot of attorneys were gone. So like that kept things quiet. It's time to pay the piper. I'll tell you that. Um, this week has not been terrible for my schedule, but I noticed yesterday, which was the seventh, the phone was really starting to blow up. And the weekend of the fourth, I didn't check my emails until the fifth. So technically the fifth was a, the the federal holiday because the fourth fell on a Sunday, which that's always great because then it extends the weekend another day. So it just was nice. I'm like, that is the perfect 
time for July 4th to fall, for the 3rd to fall on a Saturday and the 4th to fall on a Sunday. In the town that I live in, they always have fireworks on the 3rd, which I really like because oftentimes on the 5th, you have to go back to work. And I was going to go into the office on the 5th, and instead I thought, I'm not going into the office. I am going to go to a movie and sit home. And that's what I did. So on the 3rd, I had a party. And it was a kind of a pool party. It was supposed to be a pool party. And if you can believe it, it rained. It poured on the 3rd. And um, we were wondering if the fireworks were going to get canceled. And here was my quote. I kept saying, well, the reason they would cancel fireworks is because if there was a fire hazard. And the rain's not a fire hazard. And the wind, although it was blowing crazily much earlier, by the time 9 o'clock rolled around, there wasn't much rain. So I went to Costco on the 2nd and bought a crazy amount of, of stuff. And I brought my, like a, a thing I've been doing, um, I've been bringing my grandson with me places because he's um, over two now. So he can, you know, walk to the car. I don't have to car carry him everywhere. If he gets fussy, this probably isn't the greatest thing in the world, but if he gets fussy, he'll watch a video on the phone. And if he needs to eat, you can just hand him whatever. You know, you can hand him crackers or a sandwich or whatever. He can eat it. He can drink out of a straw. He can drink out of a cup. Like He can do all this stuff. So um, it's very easy for me to bring him places. Not I haven't been bringing my littler grandson anywhere because he's less than a year. And that to me is just tougher when, you, when you're not the parent. So um, I brought him to Costco. We did all the shopping. My 14-year-old daughter came with me. I got all this stuff for the party. Like My fridge was completely filled. And I know I've said it before, and I know everyone does this so it's not a great tip but when you have a party and getting things at Costco it's great like I got a great big uh, white cake with a cheesecake filling everybody loves it um, I got ice cream bars and big um, boxes which I forgot about I forgot to serve the ice cream bars at the party I wanted to serve them when everyone was watching fireworks and I forgot I got some dips I got a cheese platter I got a big case of Snapple, a big big case of Red Bull, like just fun things. And most of the stuff that I got was on sale. The greatest thing is at Costco when they have the sale prices and it's three or four dollars off of the price, it just feels so inexpensive. And then I grilled, um, which I never ever do or have done. I usually order pizzas. Like that's my thing. I'll order pizzas. And I have this giant grill that came with the house. Um, I bought it from the people who I bought the house from. It's not attached to anything, but it's one of those long, giant grills. And I'm sure they didn't want to move it. And it basically sat. My son-in-law used it some. I think my middle daughter used it some. And I didn't use it. I never did anything with it. And a couple of weeks ago, I thought, I'm going to grill. And I grilled veggie dogs and veggie burgers 
and any vegetables and fruits that you can imagine. Like just whatever I had, I, I grilled. And so that was um, fun, you know. <laughs> it was hot. <laughs> um, I don't love grilling, but it it is easier and it keeps, you know, a lot of the heat out of the house from having the ovens on. So a couple weeks ago, I tried it and then I did an, another run and I thought that's it. I'm going to grill. And I bought some. There's people um, in my family that do eat meat and occasionally people in my house eat fish and I had some, um, I can't, a, mis a miso glazed cod from Costco. So I put that on the grill. I bought some chicken with mozzarella sausages, which the people who do eat meat were saying they were so delicious. So that was good. And, um, and then Costco, you can get the huge, my, one of my favorite things about Costco is it's the best place to get buns and uh, hot dog buns, hamburger buns and bread. It just ends up being so much more inexpensive. And we go through bread like crazy. And I always get these, they have the most wonderful pita bread that you've ever had in your life. I have my sister-in-law uh, addicted to it now as well. It's just so delicious. So um, we just had this nice party. You know, it was great. I made a, a big bowl of guacamole, which is something that in prior years I've been making guacamole for a while now but I always bought the store brand and it was meh like it wasn't great and when my sister-in-law lived with us for a while she would say oh don't eat that like I can just make it and I watched her make it and it's not hard and you can do whatever you want to it I love to cut up cherry tomatoes in it and green onion but otherwise you're just smashing the avocado putting what you want in it Garlic powder to me is a secret ingredient. I always do lemon juice and salt and pepper and it comes out perfect and everybody loves the stinking guacamole and it's so, so good. So um, I had a nice party on the, on the third, on the fourth, I kind of slept in, was uh, woke up by my daughter and then on the fifth, um, took it easy as well and uh, went and saw a movie, which I'll review. It was the Hitman, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Um, and then I checked my emails on the 5th. I should have not. <laughs> I should have just enjoyed my day. On the 5th, I ended up checking emails for two and a half hours. And I have to tell you, I, I hate email. I really do. I had a podcast, one of my earliest podcasts was called I Hate Email. I am bombarded with it. And I spend hours a day answering email. And I just finished reading a book that I talked about a couple of weeks ago, which was called Do Nothing. And one of the laments of the author was how much people, how much time people spend on email. It's something I can't help. Like I can't say no more email for a variety of reasons. The court now emails you, judges' assistants email you, you get all your minute entries by email, other attorneys email you, your clients. So even if it, if it was just my clients, maybe I could manage it a little bit where I'd say there's no emails or I'd check it once a week. But when the whole world is emailing you, uh, if, you're in a, if you do a conference, they email you. 
Um, right now, where everything is still Zoom, which I can't wait for it to get back to being regular conferences, and you get Zoom links in the email. It's just all that, all the time. Um, and so, two and a half hours on Monday, checking emails, I had over 250 emails. And again, a lot of these are one second emails or a quarter of a second where you look at it and you're like clearly an ad and just delete it and move on. But if there's a big percentage and even if it's 10% say that you need to answer, that's still 25 emails and it ends up being a lot. The other thing I have going on um, personally is that for the last month we have been a rotating a rotating uh, whirl of sicknesses in my house. It is, I don't know, coincidentally or not, <laughs> ever since the mask mandates have been lifted. And I will tell you, I'm not saying everybody run out and wear a mask. I have not, since the mask mandates have been lifted, only when I'm told that I need to will I wear one. Um, and I think right now, I'm trying to think like where I've had to wear a mask recently. If you go to court and you go up to the clerk's window, you have to wear a mask at the clerk's window. But you don't have to wear it through security. You don't have to wear it while you're sitting there. Um, oh, I went into court the other day and I went into a court's office and I had to wear one there. And where was I where they handed me a mask? Oh, <laughs> I was in court in... Um, Prescott uh, last week where I had to drive this huge, huge uh, round trip to physically go to court. There were no uh, masks needed at the court. On the way home, I stopped at this casino that I always stop at. And when I have to go to this court, it's my little treat. I will gamble $20. And if I can win something, even if it's $2, I walk out of there skipping. If I've lost the $20, like no big deal. Also, I can use the ladies room while I'm there and, um, and just take a minute before I have to do the hour and a half drive back to uh, my office. So I stopped in the casino and they handed me a mask. I was actually surprised because I hadn't had masks that I needed to wear in a while. And then there was one in the casino. Here's the one that I'm really looking forward to going away, which is airplanes, because uh, the last time I took a plane was in March, and they were all up your butt about the mask. My 14-year-old daughter pulled her mask like right under her nose, and she, her face was just against the window, and she was just looking out, and you don't get any service anymore from the flight attendants, but... When she pulled down her mask to breathe a little bit, the flight attendant was Johnny on the spot running to our row to say that her mask was below her nose. So I'm anxious for that to go away. I have some trips coming up and, and don't want to worry about a mask. But <laughs> the bad news is, don't know if it's related, but so June really has been when the masks have gone away. There has been a rotating litany of illnesses in my house. At my birthday, which was June 10th, I had this crazy cold. My nose was all red. I wasn't sure if it was the worst allergies ever 
or a terrible cold. Um, it went on forever. Like I sneezed for days, just days and days and days. And then about a week after that, I got a stomach bug and was in bed for two days. And then, um, I don't have anything now, fingers crossed, but the two babies in my house both have the croup and, um, my oldest daughter has strep. And so I've been avoiding her like the plague, like literally like the plague, because it's been a few years since I've had strep, but, oh, that one is, that's tough. Like the horrible headache that you get and that, you know, your glands are just like so swollen and hot and you're usually have a fever and she's, um, she's suffering, but I, I'm unfortunately have just been kind of avoiding her trying to, um, you know, not get sick. And then my son-in-law had to go to Europe for about two weeks as a sick relative, um, the very serious illness that kind of came on suddenly. It's uh, very sad. We're very worried. And um, so like, you know, there was that, like June was a lot, you know, just um, a lot of different stuff going on. So it started me thinking about the summer and like what you can do to make your summer as enjoyable as possible. To me, it felt like there was um, more joy this year uh, where people felt like they could plan vacations. Things like Disneyland are open again. You know, there's just some hope maybe. <laughs> um, and so what do you like to do during the summer? And there is a variety of things that I really, really like to do during the summer. A lot of it has to do with um, the Arizona heat. Because in Arizona, I mean, you can do this, but to me, it doesn't make your life very enjoyable. In past years, I would probably wake up, you know, stay up later, wake up between eight and nine. And if you're waking up at that time, you're already late. So I know my, everyone kind of makes fun of me because it's like, you're getting no sleep. <laughs> I have to make sure that I'm laying down between 8 and 9 p.m. Because if I'm going to bed after 9 or closer to 10, I'm not getting a, a full 8 hours. And if I'm going to bed after 10, I'm not even getting 7 hours, you know, kind of the minimum recommended time. So I definitely follow the sun. And right now, the sun is just kind of peeking through um, the mountains at around 4.30, so I set my alarm for 5. In a few weeks, it'll be 5.30, because here's one thing I don't like to do, and if I can avoid it, it makes my day so much better. I hate to wake up and get up when it is still dark outside. That, to me, is a, just a number one bummer. Waking up when it's dark, I always have this feeling like I'm going to the airport, you know, where you get up and it's dark and you're packing a bag and uh, you're showering when it's dark. I hate that feeling. It is like the biggest bummer of my life. So I follow the sun. And um, also as part of that, I'll, I may take, and I'm telling you, it's getting really hot and we probably have another good 
six to eight weeks of the mornings being crappy. Um, sometimes you get like a morning where it's like, <laughs> this is probably sound funny to a lot of people, where it's like 84 degrees and it'll feel glorious and I'll sit outside um, or you start walking and it's like 80 degrees and it feels great. I took a walk on Saturday and I got up at 4.30 and um, my grandson woke up early and the baby, the baby one, and I put him in the stroller and let my daughter sleep in. And she said it was the greatest day of her life because he gets up at five. And so we were gone. We were gone for a while. It was like two hours. We were just kind of putzing around and we walked to the grocery store and um, just walked around the grocery store to get out of the heat a little bit. And um, so I'm just following the sun. And one part of following the sun, and I think this is very, um, Americans should do this more. It, and especially during the summer, because the days are so long, nap midday. There have been times where mm, it doesn't necessarily come with eating lunch um, for me. But after a day of getting up at five and say, you know, two o'clock rolls around, I've already been up for nine hours and my mornings are a variety of working, exercising, showering, maybe squeezing in a little bit of reading, like whatever I can get in um, before I need to go into the office. Um, so I do a lot in the morning. And two o'clock rolls around and I'm dead. You know, I'm so tired. I'll tell you the last two days I've been at the office and got home, you know, four-ish, five-ish. I needed to just, and, and when I get home, like everybody's like clamoring to see me because I've been gone for a while. So the babies want to see me and my daughters want to see me and my husband wants to see me. And I've just been going up in my room and shutting the door and closing my eyes for like 15 minutes which has been really helpful because then after I just sort of lay down and cool down, kick off my shoes, maybe change into some leggings, I'm ready to get up and make dinner and see everybody. So naps, I think the rest of the world does this. In the heat of the day, um, they lay down and, and recharge and I don't think America really um, promotes that. I know that you'll hear of companies that have like napping rooms and, you know, things like that. Like I think Google has something like that. But for most companies, you're not able to go lay down in the middle of the day. And why not? You know, it, how much different would it be if everybody could lay down for half an hour every day? Um, and also, um, I'll, I'll bring up an issue, which I feel like really, really strongly about where I was thinking about it, you know, over this weekend, I brought it up before, why can't we have a four day work week? And I know there's going to be lots of businesses that doesn't work for, but maybe it can be, you know, um, for somebody who works in a, a, a store, um, or an office, like, why can't it be um, a four-day work week? 
rather than a five-day work week. Because I was just thinking about it, you know, as um, with this weekend where um, it was the holiday. And so Monday was a holiday. So lots of people had a four-day work week and then a three-day weekend. It's almost even. So instead of five days and two days, where you have four and three, it makes such a difference. Um, usually on Sunday night, I am in a panic. I feel like, ugh, like I, I have to get up in the morning. And if I have a hearing in the morning on Monday, it's like the worst, worst thing. Like for example, like I said earlier, it's time to pay the piper. Because next week, judges have crammed in so many hearings that you, I can't even get over it. Like I want to dig a hole and climb into it. Like I'm so overwhelmed. So um, Monday at 8.30, I have to be downtown for a hearing. So that means I'm leaving probably 7-ish to make sure that everything is okay with traffic and to get set up for the hearing. Tuesday, I have three hearings and two of the hearings are back to back in their trials. Um, so not like just a hearing where I'm kind of popping in and telling the judge what's, what's going on. Um, one is a, you know, I do a, a, a morning mediation, that part's fine. Then I have an afternoon hearing, 1.30 to 3.30, and then a trial, 3.30 to 5. And it's going to be so much stress that day. Then Wednesday, I have two hearings on top of each other, a status conference and a mediation that are overlapping, um, which was accidentally done. There's nothing I can do about it. And then Thursday, I have two hearings. And then Friday, I don't think I have. Oh, no, Friday, I have a hearing too now. Um, I rescheduled a hearing for Friday. So the multiple hearings over multiple days and... Um, you know, Monday morning is going to feel like a, like I'm shot out of a cannon. Um, so why don't we take naps? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Here's um, a list of um, other things that I like to do during the summer. Um, swim. Um, although kind of the crazy thing about Arizona is that Sometimes the sun is just so hot, it's too uncomfortable to swim. So that goes back to doing early mornings or evening swims, just becomes much nicer. Oh, I never, I don't think I finished this thought about July 3rd. It rained through my pool party. So um, the younger kids actually swam. <laughs> so they were braver, like the, the teens. My, my uh, youngest daughter had some of her friends over. And they got in the pool when it was raining. And it wasn't cold rain, so they were totally fine. And otherwise, I was like, my grill was part in the rain. And it was just crazy. You know, we all were like kind of huddled under the porch covering instead of being able to sit with our feet in the pool and like I, like I had planned. It was the, really the only day that it has rained in ages. And of course, it rained on the night of my party. Rain that was needed, so that's what everyone kept saying, but come on, it couldn't have been after my party <laughs> or the night before, nothing, it just during the party. Uh, here's um, something else I like to do during the summer. 
I have a base schedule. And I guess this isn't really only summertime, but I have a, and, and I was reading, like I said before, I was reading that book, Do Nothing. And this was actually a tip from the um, author. She kind of has a base schedule. And you know that not every day is the same. Like, for example, I'm going to have crazy amounts of court next week. So am I going to be able to do my base schedule? No, it's going to be um, awful. And um, I'm just going to have a few days of being extremely stressed out and just trying to get through it. And then um, afterwards, when things calm down, I can go back to my schedule. So it's always the same, which is I'll do um, 30 minute increments of work. And then I will put in like a little bit of exercise. And I've just been finding like ever since, I guess COVID is one thing, the heat is another thing, and not having my trainer anymore. I'm having a hard time figuring out what to do with exercising. So I've just been doing videos. I could go back to the gym at this point, but I'll, I'll tell you what I've really gotten used to. I've gotten used to exercising in my bare feet right before I go to bed, first thing in the morning, grabbing 10 minutes here and there, and not having like a big chunk of time because I don't have a big chunk of time. Like I don't have an hour to um, go to the gym, which I know sounds crazy. Like I have to get back to like a regular schedule like that. But what I do have is 10 or 15 minutes I can sit on my timer and do a video. YouTube has millions of exercise videos. What do you feel like doing? Do you feel like doing yoga? Do you feel like doing HIIT? Do you want to do a dance, like whatever you want to do, you can find on YouTube. I've gone back recently to um, when I was young, Cindy Crawford had workout videos and I had the tapes and something, I was just thinking about them recently where I was like, it would be kind of comforting to do something that I did thousands of years ago. And they're all on YouTube. There was um, the one that I always did. And then there was a newer one where I bought the tape and I only did, I only did that one like not as much as the other one like I wore out the first tape and then there was a third exercise from when after she had her um first she after she had her son and she was trying to get back into shape and um Cindy Crawford after having a baby is not a person that's out of shape it's actually pretty stinking depressing <laughs> to think, oh, she just had a baby and that's how she looks because that's not how I looked. But she has a nice way about her and it just reminds me of being young and is kind of brings back some nostalgia and I've been doing those lately. But then, as I've said before too, Pamela Reef um, has millions of workouts. I really, really like her. I've been having some physical problems so sometimes her workouts are a little bit too tough for me and um I'll, I'll just do what I can Pamela Reef has great stretching videos like the greatest for back and hips and my daughter has become addicted to Pamela Reef like that's the only workout that she's doing and she just looks amazing she had a baby less than a year ago and 
she's just as, as teeny as ever. And um, nice uh, muscle tone. You know, the workouts are really helping her. Um, so also for my daily schedule, reading always goes into it. And you can have, so reading to me is important, but maybe to other people it isn't. So you might want to schedule half an hour of your favorite TV show. Or you want to schedule that you can watch a movie or half of a movie every day. Schedule it. You know, like have that be in your, where you're actually scheduling downtime. Schedule doing nothing. I have to schedule it or it doesn't happen. I have to think about it or it doesn't happen. Otherwise, I am working around the clock, and which I am anyways, <laughs> but I can either be working around the clock and not doing anything for myself or working around the clock and taking short breaks and hopefully becoming more productive. Yesterday, I had a day where I was able to work from home for the morning, and then I had to go to the office for a ton of meetings. So this was part of after everyone being gone for a period of time, they're like, they're back. They're ready to um, come in and hire me or talk about their cases or whatever's going on. So I had a bunch of meetings clumped into a small window, a several hour window. I don't know about you. And I was kind of talking with my husband about it this morning where I said, meetings are sort of the bane of my existence. They're necessary. Like you can't get someone's file and start working on their case without having some sort of meeting. It's also a meeting that is not going to last five minutes. It is going to last for a chunk of time. So all of my meetings overlapped. We're all on top of each other. Um, my legal assistant ran out and got lunch and I got a veggie burger and I woofed it down like I didn't even enjoy it because I had a client who was in the conference room waiting for me. And it just was awful. Yesterday was just an awful day. And um, oh, which I can't even remember the, my, my thought about it, which is um, just it, when you have to power through something like that, it's, it's very difficult. That was definitely a day where I came home and just flopped on the bed. Like it was not good. You know, I needed half an hour of just quiet. Okay. Oh, and then also my oh, my youngest daughter started a volleyball camp this week. And it's from 5 to 6.30, which seems very convenient. But every day this week that I took her... It's always, I'm rushing home to get her and make sure she has her stuff. It just was not as convenient as I thought. And then like, it was like as soon as I got home and I would start, you know, yesterday I started like roasting, turned on the oven to roast some cauliflower and I, I had to turn around and get her. Just, it was a very, very busy day. Another thing that I will highly recommend and something that I have missed so much is planning trips. I love to plan trips. I love to look at 
the app and look at the hotels, pick times for flights that are the best. Um, I kind of stick to the same places, although I am going to Hawaii in a few months. That's going to be different. And I think going on a cruise, if the cruise still happens. Last I heard, it was still happening. We'll see. And, you know, summer's a little bit hard about uh, planning trips because a lot of the U.S. is hot and humid right now. So, for instance, my sister-in-law went to Savannah a couple weeks ago, and she texted me a picture of herself, and she goes, this is all I can do with my hair. And it was just pulled back into a ponytail, and she kept it that way for four days. I checked the humidity because Savannah is one of my all-time favorite places, and I've only been there in December. I've only been there one time, but I loved it so much. And it was 90% humidity. And I thought, ooh, yuck, yuck. So there's so many places that are just so humid. If you go to the Midwest, it's going to be humid. If you're in New York, it's humid. The East Coast is humid. And Arizona's blistering hot. So where can you go? Well, one place I'm going to go this weekend, I'm going to Flagstaff. My husband's competing in a Frisbee golf tournament, which he loves. He loves disc golf. And he asked me like a week ago, you know, if, if I wanted to go. And my initial reaction was, no, like I'm, I'm too busy. I have like all this stuff going on and I have other trips in the next few weeks and I have a vacation at the end of the month or we have a vacation at the end of the month. And I thought, slow your roll. Go away for a weekend with your husband. He's going to be doing his thing. You're going to have quiet time. My youngest daughter's going with me, but she is, um, she's no problemo. Like she just goes with the flow. So her and I will hang out and, you know, go eat and walk and, and get out of the heat. So Flagstaff is a lot cooler than Arizona, but although it probably will be hot ish, it'll be like in the eighties and, you know, probably nineties, um, when, which initially I look at it and I think, oh my gosh, that's so hot. But then, like yesterday, it was 110. Um, so 80s will feel nice and it's probably 60s in the morning. So it'll be so much different. And then at the, you know, a, a couple months ago, I planned a trip to uh, Coronado for the end of the month. And going to, this this trip will be very warm, but going to... Um, Universal Studios mid-month um, and uh, have another event to go to. Um, so planning trips, like I was looking at my, I always stay at, I, you know what, I can't figure out if the doing points through hotels is really effective or not, but that's how I do it. And I always stay at Bonvoy properties, which are like Marriott and Sheridan. And well, you know, my August trip, I have enough points to pay for the hotel, so that's great. That's nice. So in any event, um, you know, staying at uh, these properties and getting points, and I was looking at the app and just seeing the trips that I have coming up, and it felt great. You know, it felt great to be thinking about things and having something to look forward to. That was always something that has been very, very important to me for the last 
several years is knowing that there was something on the horizon to look forward to. And I don't get away for long periods of time. I have figured out that three nights, four days is kind of the best time period for getting away and like things not going too crazy at work. Because otherwise, if I'm gone longer, I feel like it's harder to get back into, um, you know, all the mail has piled up. Um, I'm always checking emails when I'm gone, but there's still a million things that I need to do. The phone messages are insane. It takes, for as many days as I'm gone, it takes that many days to get caught up again. All right. Um, what else? Oh, here's something that I started doing, which was nothing, nothing. Like sometimes I just need to think. I was standing out in my pool, just, um, had my ankles in the pool and sat down on the edge of the pool and my, and I was just looking out into the horizon and my daughter came out and she goes why are you standing there like a ghost and I was just thinking it was free flowing ideas and I didn't have an agenda but I just started thinking about work and thinking about my life and whatever was going on and just had a lot of thoughts and because I was doing nothing else I wasn't holding a phone I wasn't talking on the phone. I wasn't on my laptop. I started thinking about many things that were going on. And it was um, freeing, you know. Like you, if you are heavily scheduled all the time. And when I have a week where I am just scheduled back to back. I'm doing things like leaving my keys um, on the kitchen counter and, and stepping into the car. Or I'm spilling coffee down the front of my shirt. um, Or I'm leaving the file at the office and I have to turn around and get it. Just nonstop when your mind is too crammed with things. Another thing to do during the summer is get back in touch with people that you haven't talked to in a while. Um, Now is a really good time because people are getting back out again. So it's a good time to get in touch with people. I think there's a couple times a year where it feels very natural. It seems like around Christmas, all of a sudden you start calling your friends you haven't talked to in a while. But the summer's definitely a good time. Okay, that's all I have for you t- for today. I have a couple of movie reviews for you. One is um, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, which I saw at the movies. It was actually very entertaining. Um, Selma Hayek was super cute in it, but sometimes they had her character just being like so like over the top crazy. When she was, I mean the point was she was like kind of nutso. When she was like mini nutso, it was a lot more funny. Like the the jokes were kind of falling flat when they just had her being like super over the top crazy. Ryan Reynolds was great, like very droll. Um, Samuel Jackson was super funny. Like it was funny. It had um, a lot of good jokes and it was a quick movie. So an hour and a half, 
and uh, we went to it and, and showed up a little bit late to it. So when I came back from the movie, everyone at my house was like, I thought you were going to the movies. I'm like, I'm back already. Like, it was so quick. So I recommend it. It was, it was fun. On Netflix, they're doing a trilogy, and the first one came out last week, and the next one comes out tomorrow. Yep, tomorrow. And it's called Fear Street 1994. They're going to go back. I think the next one is like the 70s and the next one is maybe the 50s. And it was really good for a Netflix movie. Like sometimes I'll watch these Netflix movies and they're like, or a Hulu movie, and they're like so unwatchable. But this one was um, good. You know, I, I really liked it. It had... Um, good acting it had it was very reminiscent of scream for example of the scream movies uh it had a one of the killers you know had a scream-ish mask on so instead of a ghost face it was a skeleton face like it was clearly like an um an homage to to scream but then it had a bunch of other slasher type stuff in it you know like um a creepy girl slasher and uh, um, like a, a camp um, killer like Jason. Very, very um, reminiscent of movies from the 90s and the 80s a little bit, but the 90s particularly. And it was um, good, you know, it, like it won't be the, like, it's not life-changing movie. It's not going to be in your top five favorite movies ever. But for a Netflix movie, like very, very entertaining. Like we were very entertained. So I recommend that. And an oldie, which I really love and hadn't seen in a long time. I rewatched Queen of Versailles. That may be my favorite documentary movie. It is a movie that is about um, a, it's mainly about this woman named uh, Jackie Siegel. And she's a former beauty queen that's married to a man who's older than her, who's very wealthy, and he sells lots of timeshares. And so he, at the time, like 2007-ish, he was building the biggest house in America, 100,000 square feet. And... Then the housing crash happened, and so people weren't buying timeshares anymore, and they were defaulting on their loans, and so they weren't having the kind of money that they had before. So it had some humorous things, like how they were cutting back. Like you should see their Christmas, their cut back Christmas, <laughs> like where they go to Walmart and they buy like 10 carts of toys. And their house was 26,000 square feet, the one that they lived in. But it was like jam-packed with crap. And there was sort of dog crap everywhere. And the Jackie Siegel really seems like a lovely person. <laughs> uh, a little bit out of touch maybe with how regular people live, but like lovely and kind. Her husband mm, probably will rub you the wrong way. Um, he's a little bit... Uh, arrogant and, and kind of mean to Jackie when it seems like she's very loving of him. I, after I rewatched it, you're like, it's so watchable. It's so watchable. And there's so much about like the housing market crash, which I can hear about all day long. But 
when I was rewatching it, I'm like, what, where is everything now? And I tried to look things up and didn't get any satisfying answers. Uh, Cause I was wondering what happened with the house. Like it, I couldn't find anything. I like, I don't know where to look to, to try to get the answers, but it's on Hulu and I recommend it. If you haven't seen it before, haven't seen it in a while, you may want to watch it. It's one of those, sometimes you watch a documentary and it's like, eh, you know, it's like fine or it's just not well put together. Um, I mean, this is, it's probably an hour and a half long. It's like very tight and it just moves and there's things like her going to McDonald's and it's compelling. Like I, I don't know why. It's just really well done. So thank you so much for listening. I apologize for my last podcast. I think the last time I recorded, everyone in the world would walked in on the podcast. And my husband walked in and a couple of my daughters, my grandson. So I felt like I was completely unfocused. So hopefully it wasn't too horrible to listen to. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes under Florence Legally Brunette Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can also find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on Facebook under myself and under my law office. My website is brummerlaw.com and I also have a page on Patreon where you can um, get specials um, for a small donation. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Talk to you in two weeks.